Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game. And as you see, we're doing a first. Uh, we're going to try to do more podcasts in person like this, so it feels a little more organic. We don't have those pregnant pauses because I'm talking and Jim's waiting to talk. We can see each other, and we're going to usually start splitting a beer much like we used to in the past. Um, the setup will get a little better. This is just a quick fix, but uh, yeah. So we're trying it out. Let us know what you think about this. I don't like this. This is different and weird. It scares me. <laughs> but no, to be honest, it actually goes back to when we were doing the short clips that we were calling our podcast videos where, because before we were just sit with a microphone between the two of us and just kind of shoot the shit. So going back into that. Yeah. So like I just said, this really goes back to the old way, Jim and I, how this whole site started. We'd sit down with some beer, we'd play a game, we'd talk about games and very off the cuff. Uh, just for convenience, we did the whole putting it up on Twitch, playing a game, but we like this way best. So as much as we can, we're going to get back to doing this regularly. I don't like that. That's George. Put him away. George? Yeah. What the fuck kind of name for a butler is George? I don't know. Looks like a George. Uh, <laughs> don't be mad, DK. The one day I don't go to Goodwill, he goes, and this thing's sitting there for like three bucks. Son of a bitch. And don't be mad, my boondock saint spare. Yeah. <laughs> it was from an ex, Jim. I was going to say, did you take yourself to Build-A-Bear? <laughs> no. One of my exes. Did she take you to Build-A-Bear? No. She just knows what I like. I don't have many exes. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you guys for joining today, Jim. Since you brought the beer, why don't you show the people what we're drinking? All right. I've talked about this beer a lot, and this is the Dissident this time 2015 reserve actually he got it for me for my birthday a couple years back and i absolutely love the shit out of the 2014 so i'm excited to see how this turns out introducing our wildest brew yet the dissonant a distinctive german style brown ale fermented with wild yeast we have to isolate this brew so not as to influence the others otherwise we might just have anarchy on our hands eh? here's the solitary confinement and shared exploration Brian, are you ready to explore with me? I haven't tried this beer, so yes, I'm happy to try it. Woo! We poured it out, but it has a good stink to it. 65% ale aged in French oak wine barrels. And 35% with cherries. This will be an interesting goddamn drink. Yep. And, it, it, and this is one of those cases we've mentioned before. Now, this is a 2015 beer. We've talked about beer all the time that you shouldn't age. This clearly states best after October 30th, 2016. So this is one you actually should have waited at least that long before it was released. Because if this was a 2015 release, we I don't know when this actually came out. But that probably is about a year they said wait to drink this. Probably. And yeah, actually, weirdly enough, when I got the 2014... I got it at the clearance rack of that uh, of the Iron Abbey, mm -hmm. and it was like it was about thirty five bucks on clearance. And I recently picked up the twenty sixteen a couple days ago, and it was only twenty bucks at Wegmans. So I don't know if it's getting more popular, if they're producing it more or what, but it's getting a little more in the obtainable range. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take our first sip. Let's see what this shit smells like. Cheers, you son of a bitch. And smell the cherry. Ah, mm -mm -mm. immediately tart, but it finishes a very strong oakiness. Uh, very boozy, but it has a lot of that cherry tartness. Um, kind of tingles on the tongue for a little bit, and then tends to subtle out. Surprisingly, not very biting. Uh, it's a little dry for the finish. It doesn't leave you. It kind of dries out the back of your palate, but damn good beer and. Uh, <laughs> One day I'm glad we're splitting, because I, I imagine if either one of us drank this whole thing, we'd be talking all kinds of funny tonight. Yeah, when I um, reviewed the old one by myself as a written review, I was pretty drunk by the end of just one of these, so. Yeah, so, yeah, this is a good one. All right, so we'll start jumping into our topics. If you listened to the last podcast, we focused a lot on E3, the Xbox, and Bethesda, because that's all that was available to us. Well, tonight we're going to be looking at Sony and Nintendo. Um, we'll get started off with Sony. Uh, neither of us, I think, watched it live. We caught the recaps. But, uh, Jim, do you want to run through what some of these bigger highlights seem to be? All right. Um, 
Uncharted The Lost Legacy reveals new story trailer thing. So what do you think about that? I mean, are you invested at all in Uncharted? Here's my problem with Uncharted. I played the first one and I really had to push myself to get through it. I didn't I love the platforming, but I hated the gunplay. Huh. And I hear the other I thought it was too long, too. And I hear the ones after it are a lot better. So, I tried playing 2, which a lot of people consider to be one of the best games of the generation. Yeah. And I just got flashbacks to 1, so I stopped. So, I should go back. I own 1, 2, and 3. So. Yeah. Yeah, I bought all 3 from GameStop from their clearance, and I think I spent a total of 12 bucks for all 3. Oh, they're cheap now. Yeah. Uh, what I've heard from most people, because that's a series I'm going to dive into, but... It's very cinematic. It's like playing a movie. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the, at least for the first one, the combat isn't that evolved. No. But actually, I heard the opposite for length. I heard it's only like an eight-hour game. No, the first one was decently long. Really? The other ones, I think, are actually shorter. Okay. I think they're a little more focused. Now, the one thing I've been seeing uh, people interestingly bring up is that this time it's a new person, this Chloe Fraser, and it's essentially... Um, some people love it, some people hate it, they're kind of going in a different direction or adding this character, it's just a female lead for the game now, so I don't really care. Like, people worry too much about that shit, as we've talked about plenty of times, you can't please them, so whatever. Uh, since neither of us are that much invested in the game, it really doesn't bother us, but from what I saw from the footage, it looks goddamn impressive. Oh, I'm sure it's gonna be a beautiful game, they always look great. Yeah. And... Yeah, like when you're scaling, it has a really good scope of size when you're scaling the size of mountains and shit like that. So, yeah. I'm sure it'll be a good game, but uh, yeah, again, I don't care about the different character. Yeah. Game series evolve sometimes. Yeah. So, next one is one I'm, of course, excited about Days Gone. It's a state of decay zombie game, just faster paced, it looks like. I've only seen that, that larger gameplay footage and. Yeah, this one seems like, once again, I just said it, but State of Decay with more of a combat focus. Okay. Like, the hordes are significantly larger. They're a hell of a lot faster than the zombies in State of Decay. But it seems like you can set up more traps for them, like shoot down a lumber, uh, a truck carrying a whole bunch of lumber, and it like will fall on them. Or put explosive device near barrels so when they, you can activate it when the zombies come. So, very fast-paced. Uh looks interesting since i'm a zombie guy i'll get it but quite honestly i've had my fill of zombie games for a while so I'll probably, oh really <laughs> i'll probably wait i mean there's just a little bit too many that's zombie coming games. from you saying that yeah i'm at the point uh i'm probably one of the hardest or you know most hardcore zombie fanboys out there and even for me man I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's kind of oversaturated for me so i'll probably wait on this one yeah, um, I mean, I don't have a PS4 yet, but even when I eventually get one, I'll probably pass. Yeah. I hit my peak with zombies a while back. Is it because we made you window bitch? <laughs> Making me window bitch in Call of Duty didn't help. <laughs> well, what about Left 4 Dead? I liked Left 4 Dead. You just didn't like being the tank. I was not very good <laughs> as the tank. I will say that. Yeah. The next one. We've touched on this before. Shadow of Colossus. Getting a PS4 HD remake. They've already done the remake on PS3, which brought it up to even higher quality HD. Than the PS2, yeah. So... It seems very unnecessary. It is. It's the same shit we bitched about Nintendo, that they keep re-releasing games, except it looks like Sony and Xbox tend to just do it for graphics. No other reason. They don't even add, at least to my knowledge, any new gameplay mechanics sometimes sometimes not so this one i doubt they're gonna add anything new to it it'll probably just be a a prettier reskin yeah uh whatever i mean i have it for ps3 so i don't need to get it for ps4 i have it for the ps2 so yeah this is the one i'm most excited well tied for most excited but uh the god of war uh, Jim and I have talked about God of War a lot. We both love the series. <laughs> it's a code word for other things. <laughs> yes, it is. Possibly. So, never shaking a hand. Get away. <laughs> but uh, this time, there it's a new take because Kratos and his son are, it looks like, somewhere in northern Europe, and they're taking on Norse mythology. 
Now, if you guys have followed us, you know one of my favorite games actually is Age of Mythology. I'm a huge mythology geek, and now you have him going to take on Odin, Thor, all their creatures. It's just, it's just going to be crazy, and it looks like they actually made the combat a little better, too. Uh, some people are comparing it to Dark Souls. Because, really? Yeah, because it's much more like based on dodging, whereas in the old God of Wars, it's just like combo, combo, combo. Right. This is like more timing out how you're going to actually hit them, moving away. So they have that. The new axe looks crazy. It's like a telekinetic axe for them. Hmm. Um, that's one I probably might actually consider getting brand, brand new. Not opening day new, but within a month new. Yeah, I mean, I like God of War. I've played most of them not the psp releases but yeah i mean i think the it needs a little bit of a boost because the whole formula for the genre is a little stale it's been like 15 years at this point so yeah like i mean when i was playing through the new devil may cry the hd remake of that i I got bored a couple hours in because i've I've played it before so yeah hack and slash definitely that i felt like when we were in college was right before the FPS emergence of yes. popularity, and that hit its peak, and I felt we were oversaturated with those games, and now it was like, okay, we fucking get it. Like, there's so many spinoffs that were hack and slash. Right. And I feel like it's been dead for a while now. For the most part, yeah. I mean, you had, like you said, right before the bust, it was you had your Castlevania God of War game, you had that Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other ones. Um I think the only one that really got any play recently was uh, Bayonetta 2. But outside of that, people, the genre's been kind of dead, like you said. And the only one that I consider part of that genre, even though it's more RPG, is obviously the Dark Souls series. But that's obviously, it feels so different from the other hack and slash that I don't even put it in the same category. So, yeah. I'm really excited for this. Um, The next one, not going to lie, I didn't watch at all. New Detroit Become Human. So, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> That's our response. And then the other one I'm really excited for is the new Spider-Man game. Uh, I think a lot of people tend to believe that Spider-Man is another one who's got so many games, and most of them are actually decent, but I think most people will feel Spider-Man 2 for the Xbox and PS2 is probably the best one because you could go around New York and all the shit you could do. And this looks like a better version of that. And the graphics are obviously out of control, but the combat looks even tighter than that game, and that's impressive. Yeah, um, I know a lot of the ones since the PS2 days are either generic open-world kind of games, or they try too hard like that Shattered Dimensions or whatever it was a few years back. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man could use a boost. He could use another good game. Yeah, he, he's... He, he gets a new game, like, every couple years, though, I know, so. the number of games, and that's one where, shit, <laughs> we could do a whole month on just Spider-Man games. Oh, God. <laughs> Not saying we're doing that anytime soon, but the number of them out there, and I've touched on a few of them, they're at least all fairly unique to each other, but, like, many of these games, half of them are like, okay, I'm kind of tired of this. How many times can you web a guy up and have fun with it? So... Yeah, true. This is one, though... I hope uh, the trailer doesn't get us too hyped for nothing. Yeah, that's what I heard about uh, Sony's E3. It was a lot of like just cinematic trailers. It was. And to be fair, Nintendo's was the same, which yeah. we should be getting into. Yeah, so that was pretty much Sony. On that note. Yeah, now we're moving on to Nintendo. And um, Jim, I know you watched every bit of it. I watched a good chunk of it. But start us off with whichever part of it you want to. I came in a couple minutes late, so I think the first thing I saw was the tail end of them uh, bringing up a new Kirby game, which apparently it's going to be more multiplayer-focused, but, like, I'm going to guess multi, uh, local multiplayer-focused, but probably has an online component, you would hope. Yeah. Um, after that, they had the guy from Nintendo, one of the, or obviously Nintendo, <laughs> uh, from, I guess, either Game Freak or just the Pokemon team, and he was talking about how Pocket DX is coming to the Switch, which is a reskinned Wii U game. And he then announced that a core Pokemon game's coming to the Switch. Huh. Did so meaning a main a title line? a main title's finally coming. A main pure RPG. Did he give like any 
suggested timeline? He for that? said it was in development. I think he said it's planned for a 2018 release. It's 2019. No, I think it said 2018. No, I know. I'm saying it'll probably be 2019. Oh, it'll... <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. Um, then right after that, they had that quick little teaser for Metroid Prime 4. Oh, the teaser everyone blew up about, and all it was was a goddamn title? At first, I thought it was going to be a Fantastic Four game, because it was just a four in space. Yeah, and that's a game that uh, I have very little experience with the original Metroid Prime. I want to get into it, but... It was just a title. Like, why are people freaking out? Yeah, I mean, it's the first one in, like, fuck, ten years, something like that, least, for a Metroid yeah. Prime game. Yeah, I'm kind of in your boat. I I had the Metroid Prime trilogy, because, like, I actually got it when it was new, because I was like, oh, I can get all three games. Yeah. Though I know it would go up in price like it did, but I tried playing it for a little bit, and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. So, I mean, but as, the thing is, like, as soon as people saw that four... They're like, oh, Nintendo won E3. Yeah. Which, one, I hate who won E3. Like, yeah. shut up. And two, it's nothing. It says it's in development. Like, it says currently in development. You know what that means? Jack shit. Yeah. It means it's going to be a launch title for the Switch U. Yeah. That's what it means. Prepare to be disappointed, people. Fucking Nintendo won E3. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, but I mean, like, Nintendo had a, a good showing. After that, they showed a new... Kirby, or Kirby, uh, Yoshi game, which is in the Wooly World kind of universe again. And the first one's fun. Yeah. So, um, it looks like it has elements from Super Paper Mario on the Wii, too, where you can, like, change the change view it. of everything. Yeah. Um, what was after that? Well, we should probably just talk about the one that, if anything, would have won E3 for Nintendo. Oh, Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Which looks amazing. Yeah, Jim and I talked about this, and this was one that... Uh, you've heard me be very verbal in my dislike of what Nintendo has done, but I fully admit that between the Zelda game and now this Mario game, that might be enough for me to actually get a Switch. Mm -hmm. um, my last Nintendo system before this point was the GameCube, and I don't buy handhelds for Nintendo, so it would be a big, you know, I, I want to see a little more of the game to before I'm fully sold on it, but I think if the game lives up to what it shows... Uh, I'll pick it up. I'll get that. I'll get Zelda. That's probably the only two that I'll really want from that. But, um, no, that game looks, obviously, looks amazing. I love the mechanic of, like, you know, taking over things. Kind of random that there's, like, a T-Rex you take over. But And yeah, a tank. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's, uh, I've never criticized Nintendo for their innovation in actual games they produce. But, um... Yeah, no, I think it looks it looks really cool. I think that opens up possibilities, and that's what impresses me the most about them is they keep adding new elements to games. Like Galaxies was a big step up with what you could do in that game. Right now you have this hat mechanic, and yeah, um, <laughs> I just <laughs> one thing I'm curious is if you saw like there's like a sombrero. Mario and there's all these others. I can't oh, wait Mario's for, uh, culturally appropriate. Yeah, people. I can't wait for the SJWs to be like. He shouldn't. That's that's cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the power of Mario. No one complains about it when he does it. You say that now. Mock my words. I can't wait till somebody. Look, if we can get Mario in blackface, that'll be the real test. All right. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. I'm just saying. Let's put this to the test. That that would be a good test. Goes up there, starts singing minstrel songs. Yeah, as I, an Al Jolson I mean, level. It's an Italian plumber made by Japanese people. So right. Yeah, you're. It's it's all over the map. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, anything else you want to add to that trailer for them? No, I mean, uh, when I first saw the original trailer when they did the Switch reveal, I was like, oh, shit, I want this game. <laughs> and then, and even then, that was not compared to what this trailer was. And then this trailer showed more, showed more of the hat mechanic, and, yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Like, Nintendo doesn't do wrong by Mario or Zelda for the most part, so yeah. it's it's going to be a great game. What can you say? No, that, that 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 sold me. And then, obviously, I think some of the other little things, what else did they... I think they might have teased, or someone might have mentioned, like, uh, uh, fucking a Smash Brothers Deluxe or something as a rumor, but I don't think anything was confirmed there. They had... Careful. Careful. God. Can't get away with these burps now. Yeah. Um, the ball taps are real this time. Shit. Um... They had this thing called the Tree House or 
fucking it wasn't Treehouse, but it was some like they the Nintendo Direct was only a half hour. Yeah. And then they had like four hours of like YouTube showing like they're talking to developers and shit. So they mentioned another Metroid game actually too, which oh the two D one the two D one. So yeah, that looks that. I'll just do Prime if I do anything. Right, which is kind of weird that they didn't announce it during the actual thing, but... Now let me ask you, games like ARMS or Splatoon 2, does that interest you at all? Uh, I'd pick them up. I'm actually hearing good things about ARMS. I saw the gameplay. It, it's interesting, but what I... And, and I, I don't watch people play games. That's one of the things I don't do online. From the commercial... Do you have to use kind of the motion to do the arms? I don't think you have to. So I think you, you have either control. button inputs or you can do with, with the okay. Joy-Cons. Because that, yeah, if you have to use the Joy-Cons, that would piss me off. I hear the Joy-Con responsiveness is really good, though. I know, no, I don't doubt that, but I'd have to be in the mood to want to do that. Yeah, it's funny because I'm actually, I'm more of the social media guy, so I'm seeing arguments on Twitter now from people saying, oh, this doesn't have shit for content, but people going, fuck you, the game's really good, though. So, I mean, from what I'm hearing, it's only got a certain number of characters, very few game modes, shit like that, and the argument for the other side is, it's a new Nintendo IP, like, Smash was pretty weak on content when it first came out. True. Now we're, you know, we're 20 years apart there, but, I mean, even other fighting games like Blaze Blue didn't have that many characters or game modes when it first came out. Damn, Blaze Blue? What? That's the best reference? That's the best reference I got right now. Street Fighter. But that's 30 years ago, then. (laughs) Well, no. I'm trying to keep it somewhat recent. With with arms, though, the only thing I'll say is um, maybe they're just waiting to sell you more amiibos for characters. Oh. It'll be the, the Mario Arms character. Oh, I forgot about that. They uh, they announced Breath of the Wild DLC as an announcement. The two packs and new amiibos, lots more amiibos. Ones for Breath of the Wild, ones for Mario Galaxy. God damn. Fucking oh, I forget. I think something was like. Amiibo, oh Skyrim, you can uh, you can put amiibos on there and give yourself new skins and shit. Yeah, I've talked about my love for Skyrim way too much, and if you're a Nintendo fanboy and you never got an Xbox or a PS, it's probably or a computer. Su- super exciting for you. And I can actually see people who are obsessive with Skyrim might want to get that version just so you can play as Link. <laughs> yep, or you know Link's skin, I should say. I'm just curious if that's already a mod available. I'm sure it's a mod on PC. Someone's probably done that already. I'm just curious if it's one of the mods available on, like, you know, Xbox One or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I never looked into the ones on Yeah, I'll, Xbox have, to, I'll have to check it up. But, no, hey, it's Nintendo putting their touch on, finally, a third party that people care about. So Yeah, and apparently, what do you call it, the uh, Mario and Rabbids. Like, people are really impressed by that. So basically, it's XCOM with Rabbids and Mario. <laughs> and I looked at a little bit of gameplay, and it looks kind of good. No. Nah, I'm surprised. That's... It's not just like a dumb minigame collection like all the Rabbids games well, are. Well, that was like Mario RPG. Like, people didn't take it serious, and then they played it. They're like, oh, it's actually pretty decent. Right. If you do a game good with a nice first party, I mean, we said how many times? South Park, Stick of Truth, yeah. might be, be both of ours, one of our favorite RPGs. They just did it so well. They didn't do anything different in it. They just did, here's our South Park touch on it. Yeah. It so, was an old school game with a South Park touch. Yeah. So Mario and Zelda and all the they could do the same shit. And it would be, it would sell like hotcakes. So. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the full on Mario or just general Nintendo characters like Call of Duty or Halo. <laughs> um. I'm actually surprised they don't have a weird, I guess because of the squid mechanic, but have a thing to put them into Splatoon or something like that. No, Splatoon did its own thing. I'm saying, like, like did you ever play uh, the Gotham City Imposters? Tiny bit. Okay, so that was a great one where that was a straight COD ripoff, but with people dressing up like Batman or Joker, and they all had, they had little gags in it that actually made it interesting enough. Right. I really think if they did a FPS... Somehow or another, you know... Oh, yeah, throwing shells at each other and Zelda, shit. Zelda, Metroid, you know... Throw in all your major IPs. That would be hilarious. Smashing a first-person shooter, basically. Yeah, except more of an open arena. 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 So, yeah. But, no. Nintendo... We're gonna need to copyright this idea. Nintendo, in general... 
like Jim, I fucking hate the term Nintendo 1E3. Nintendo could have showed you a turd with a Mario hat, and everyone would have said that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I think that game, the the Mario game was enough for it to be the most exciting for most gamers. Yeah, I'm basically, from what I'm seeing, either Nintendo or Ubisoft, of all people. Mm-hmm. Either, either one of them won E3, basically. Yeah. And, of course, EA lost. Of course. But, yeah, no, I mean... E3, Jim and I, we don't get excited for it. We don't like talking about it, but it's out. We see the new games, and uh, now I just would love for us to somehow keep a track of how many of these people keep their promises on release dates, and the actual, does the hype match what the game ends up being? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't match its trailer. Exactly. So, we'll see. But, alright. Now we gotta move on to a question submitted to us by our buddy Kit, uh, which is better? God, Actually, oh, go ahead. so I put this as a, um, a thing on Instagram, and then Kit's like, hey, you should do this for the podcast. And I was like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? So God of War or Devil May Cry? And we just talked about this earlier. Yeah. It's uh, hack and And slash. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it with the first one of each. First one of each? Yeah. Um, me, personally... I'm going to go God of War for the simple fact that I like the mythology aspect better, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that, how do I put this? There was more puzzle solving in God of War, and I felt like you were less cheap until you got powered up. In Devil May Cry, although it was hard, I feel like between guns and melee, all the shit you could do, I always felt like, yeah, it's kind of like being Alucard in Castlevania. I never felt threatened where I got a war like, oh shit, I'm fighting something that's like five times. I felt the boss battles were also significantly better in God of War. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think overall, it's going to come down to if you maybe like the combos better, but God of War from the boss battles, definitely the music and the mythology behind it, I have to go with that. Yeah, I think for both games, for me, the atmosphere in different ways is kind of about equal. Um, I like the character of Dante, at least old Dante, more than I do Kratos. Kratos, I mean, he's kind of milk toast. But Jim, well, I killed my family twenty years. Spoiler. But it's the ashes of his family burned to his skin. It's burned. Yes, he's a you. tragic Greek character. Yes, yeah, very tragic. And he became the god of war. Right, and he bangs all the bitches. That's right. <laughs> what Dante, a har- what a horrible existence. Dante bangs not bitches. He bangs bitches, just not on camera. Just not so little boys can beat off to it. <laughs> like you were? I just beat God, off to the game. Your God of War story? I was beating off to porn, and I used it as an alibi. <laughs> yeah. I'll you, have you, you know. You didn't think to use goddamn Devil May Cry, did you? You had to use a better game, so you should go with your gut and say, fucking God of War. <laughs> but I do like the combat a little bit better. I, I'm i not crazy on quick time events and combat-focused games, so not that it ever broke God of War, obviously. Like, it was a good finishing off kind of thing. Yeah. But... I like the way the combat flows a little more in Devil May Cry. Even though Devil May Cry has this one underwater level, which is awful, <laughs> and it kills the pace of the game and just blah, blah, blah. But I think the story in both is good, but I'll probably give the edge to Devil May Cry. I think it's a little bit prettier, too. So you sounds like you're saying technically you know God of War is better, but you personally prefer no, Devil I May like, Cry. Well, I do prefer it, but yeah, I think the combat's better. I like the style of combat better. I like the characters better, and... I like the... Graphically, I like it a little more. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean... Even though the scope of God of War is like... And God of War came out before Devil May Cry, right? No, a couple years after. Did it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I mean... I felt like God of War was that game... Now, no, I, I didn't realize it came after. But that still... I felt like that really started the hack and slash revolution. Kind of like, you know, Street Fighter 2... There was other fighting games before it, yeah. but that set the pace. So. Yeah, no, I mean, everyone called games God of War clones. They didn't call them Devil May Cry clones. Yeah, so. so, no, it's an interesting one, but I think, like Jim and I said, both are great games. Just going to come down to those little preferences. There's yep. no clear winner here. Yeah, both are great games. <laughs> the fucking next right. one. Jim, I'm still waiting to see people agree with you. People have agreed. Not in public, at least. People have agreed. On Twitter, it don't count. 
<laughs> Twitter cams. <laughs> it has to be on our YouTube comments. No, they all gang up against me. <laughs> well, they should. God damn it. They all call me names. Our, in our Twitter group, if you knew Jim like I did. <laughs> anyway. So, another which is better. And this is... From our buddies, the gaming guys on Twitter. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's going to be Carlsberg or Coors Light. Uh, a beer I'm, which is better. Yeah. I'm convinced that this was only asked because I just put Carlsberg as the pairing with WWF um, Super or WrestleMania Challenge. And I guess Coors Light is the best example against it. I'm just going to answer on my end. Carlsberg is a better beer, period. Um, even if you want to more casually drink. But Coors Light is much cheaper. So... I'm not saying Carlsberg is a great beer, because as I said in my pairing, it's uh, it's like a the cheap European version of Coors Light, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But it's a better beer. Um, I'll just go with Carlsberg on a technical level. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, gaming guys are from UK, so I think he was he'll appreciate me saying this. I think it was just being a cunt. So. <laughs> I th- I'm going to go with Coors Light because I like drinking Coors Light more. I'm not saying it's a better beer because it isn't, but that's the one I'm going to drink more. Okay. Yeah, so there's that one. Thank you, guys. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so now we move on to our overrated, underrated. And uh, this is a good one. Jim just came up with this. He's asking the GameCube. Uh, as I just mentioned, that was the last Nintendo console I actually purchased. I find that that is the black sheep or forgotten console of the Nintendos because it's crammed between arguably the most popular multiplayer local multiplayer system the N64 and then the crazy <laughs> whether you like the games or not the crazy you know best selling console they ever did the Wii because every grandmom and mother in the world is like I can play bowling with my grandson and then you had the GameCube um, weird little system. They're only CD based. Mini CD based. Mini CD based. And uh, yeah, well, I I could look it up right now, but off the top of your head, do you roughly know the library, the size? Uh, a couple hundred, maybe around three or four hundred. So approximately, pretty, probably one of their smallest. Would you say? Yeah, the N sixty four is smaller, but yeah, it's on the lower end, I think. Um, so for me, I love all the games I have on the GameCube. I love, uh, you know, the Godzilla game. I love, obviously, all the first person. And let's be honest, it has arguably the best brawl. Well, the best Super Smash Brothers. Arguably. With Melee. Yeah. So it also has a lot of random, just good games that people don't talk about. Like Luigi's Mansion. That's a good game fucking expensive as hell. I played it once when I was a kid. I'm not willing to pay the prices it is fucking right now. But no, literally there's no game on there that I don't have a title for that I didn't enjoy. Um, So I'm going to have to go with underrated. I feel like not enough people give it appreciation because once again I think if you rank all the Nintendo systems that's probably just got to be lowest just because it didn't get as much play. Um, most people by the GameCube point were moved on to PS2 or Xbox, and they kind of left that one in the wind. So it didn't perform as well. And Nintendo, I never felt gave it enough of a chance. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo shot itself in the foot again, which, I mean, the mini discs, why? Like, it's, a, it's their way again of trying to fight piracy, which, fucking, the PS2 is so easy to hack the Xbox is easy to hack. It didn't hurt those consoles. Yeah. So by putting it on a weird, low-memory medium, again, like they did with the N64, that hurt development. Um, it didn't have a DVD player, which was a big selling point for the other two consoles. Yeah. So that's another thing. They didn't embrace multiplayer online, which even now their infrastructure is still yeah. not the best for that. In Dream- 2017. Dreamcast did better because it had fucking internet. So. Right. Um... So, I mean, for all its faults from a technical level, the games are really good, though. Yeah. Like, there's not... 
It's a small library, but for the most part, it's quality. It's almost along the Dreamcast in that way. Yeah. It's got a better library than N64 does. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was a victim. It shot itself in the foot, but it is... The people who have a GameCube and play it, they love it. But a lot of the people kind of write it off, so I think maybe more still write it off. So I'll go with underrated as well. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I mean, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that thinks that's overrated. Because, like we said, not enough people talk about it. So. Right. And, I mean, it had cool ideas, too. Like, it had the Game Boy Player. Mm-hmm. It had the, uh, the Game Boy Advance adapter. So, like, playing games with that, like, I've done it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So, it had cool ideas. It just had a lot of... It was the beginning of it not getting the third-party support. It was limited, like we said, so... Yeah. It should have been better than it was. True. Yeah. All right. So, the next one, our random gem of the week. Ah, So, I don't think either of us have truly thought about this one. No. So, we're going to go off the top of our heads right now, and I'll let Jim go first. (laughs) What a surprise. (laughs) Ah, Random gem, random gem, random gem. All right, I'll go first. You go first. Um, So, for me, um, obviously, the PC gamer of the two of us, I have a lot of random RTSs. One that really impressed me that came out a little bit later after the huge surge was the Dawn of War series, the Warhammer 40,000. And the Dawn of War, there's a million. I'll put the picture up on YouTube. Um, So sorry if you're listening to this on iTunes or just downloading it. I don't know the name off the top of my head. I know there's like one expansion called Winter Assault, one called... I, it's, I'm drawing a blank, but if you're listening to this, you know this is the major Dawn of War RTS before Dawn of War 2. And just the variation between each of the the random factions you could choose, the goddamn graphics, the strategy differences between them all. It was so impressive, and what I love the most is something I've been waiting for. You don't only fight out in one minimap, you actually take over a whole planet. So you're fighting for territories all across, and like you get to eventually take over the entire planet, which is impressive as shit. So, yeah, that is definitely my gem of the week. If you're a PC player and you're an RTS, it's one that you should not overlook. All right. I'll actually go kind of along the same route, and my game will be Giant Citizen Kabuto. <laughs> Giant Citizen Kabuto. It came out around the early 2000s, um, 2000, 2001. Uh, it, was on, it had a PS2 port, started out on the PC. And it's also kind of an RTS, but it's also a real-time action game as well. Huh. So it's an early, almost like what a lot of mobile games do now, where like you're building bases and shit like that and doing all the RTS kind of stuff, but you're also going out and exploring the landscape and like either fighting other factions or chasing down the giant Kabuto monster. So... Hmm. I remember it's been a long time since I played it, but it's pretty deep. It kind of went under the radar for the time. Like, it got good reviews, but then it's one of those ones that was like, oh, hey, this is good and forgotten. Yeah. So, uh, the PS2 port's pretty cheap. It's not as full-fledged as the PC, so if you have a PC to play it on, or it might be on Steam or good old games, I don't know. But if you can find it for a couple bucks, I'd say it's worth a shot. Okay. All right, so next topic... We're looking at, uh, from our buddy Bruno, the top three favorite FPS games. And it's always interesting when we get asked these top top favorites, at least for me, because... Especially on short notice. Yeah. Um, maybe the best way to handle this is we'll each take, we'll each give one at a time. So okay. we each have a little bit more time, because I know I need some time to think about this. Um, my first one, the obvious... Uh, like I said on our my top 20 favorite video games, it's going to be between World at War, well, Call of Duty World at War, and Black Ops 2. Um, they're pretty much tied down the middle. Jim and I are big Call of Duty fans. Uh, all of our friends play it. We still get it every year, but those two games for me, still my favorite Call of Duty games. Mostly because of the introduction of Zombies and Black Ops 2 because of the... Uh, 
sticks and stones mode. That mode is ridiculous. But yeah, that's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I guess I'll stick with the Call of Duty one too. I mean, it was in our top twenty games of all time. Mine was Call of Duty Black Ops, the original. Because, yeah. like I said, uh, oh god, no! I'll just wait till you're not lucky. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> Damn it. Simple Jim. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling that's going to stick? Simple Jim. I like it. <laughs> God, God damn it. <laughs> oh, I always do this to myself, too. Always? All right. So, yeah, Call of Duty World of War. I've mentioned it before. I, it's the closest I'll ever come to fully prestiging. Or no, fucking original Black, Black Ops. Ops. Yeah. God damn it. Simple Jim's in my head now. It's <laughs> fucking me up. Simple Jim. <laughs> Go on. Proceed. Um... Hmm. My number two will probably be in our game. I think was in my top twenty. If not, it was one I just spent most of my childhood with and introduced me to FPS. To be honest, I love Wolfenstein. I love Doom, but Duke Nukem 3D that came out at a time when I was ripe for immature, you know, jokes, boobs, boobs, cursing, him taking a shit in the alien's head. Boobs! And the innovative weapons were what I, I really stuck with me, like shrinking the dude, freezing the guy, uh, all the different power-ups. It kind of melded everything together that I loved at that point in my life. And I still play it today and have fun with it. So, um, yeah, of those early FPSs, I definitely think that's my preference. Yeah, my next one is going to be the original Unreal Tournament. Because hmm. I played the bejesus out of that game when I was a kid. Um, great shooter. It's one of the few that had a port to my iMac so I could play it at home too. Basically, the only reason I was in Computer Club was so I could stay after school and play Unreal Tournament with a bunch of people. So, a bunch of other kids not getting sex. So... <laughs> uh, <laughs> What am I going to do? But yeah, it's a great game. One of those really classic early first-person shooters. Not early, early, but you know what I mean. Late early 90s. Enough. You know, started the real boom era. So, Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Okay. And my third one, just going to stick with my top 20, is my favorite multiplayer game still probably Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, I still feel like that revolutionized the need for cooperative first well, cooperative gameplay, period. I think of games I have legit fun with in a way that I don't with others, and that stays at the top. I mean, playing on a team with your buddies, and if you're lucky enough to play against your, your buddies too when they're the zombies and you're the people, it's it's so frantic, it's so hectic, and the memories are, uh, yeah, they'll always last with me. So, I farted, so I'm struggling right now. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God, it's so thick. Ugh. It's the way your mother Nine. <laughs> hey, Jim. God. <laughs> the audio-only people don't need to know what that was. So, yeah, I was actually probably going to say Left 4 Dead 2 as well, but just to keep it different. Um, you don't have to keep it different. Right, Left 4 Dead 2. I'll keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what? I'll do the original Left 4 Dead just because I played it more and I have more memories of it. Hmm. But Left 4 Dead 2 is the better game. Yeah. Yeah, so remember these are off the top of our heads. Obviously, tons of other FPS titles we love. But, yeah, I think whenever you pick a favorite, you're just going with what you played the most and you have the most memories with. Not necessarily the best game because we know those our choices aren't really the best games. Right. So... I'm actually shocked you didn't throw Doom or New Doom in there. Um, it was close. I was kind of between Left 4 Dead and Doom, but Left 4 Dead just notches it a little bit more. Yeah. All right, three underrated sports titles from our buddy Hibiki. Um, hmm. We could probably do this together. I don't think we need to name three each. Okay. Um, just thinking off the top of my head. Huh. Well, the trick is, what's an underrated? Not ones we just like. Well, I mean, it can be underrated in ones you like because people don't talk about it. Well, no, I know, but that's my point. Like, I right away went to some of the ones that we've reviewed, and I'm like, well, people know about a lot of them. Mish. Like, like, like one, I would say, uh, Our Tribals. No, okay. That's a basketball, that's our, the best NES basketball game. 
in our opinion. Um, we made a list. You should check it out. And, yeah, the fighting, the, the co- comedy, and really I feel like that was a precursor to NBA Jam. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one that uh, I think is underrated because I don't hear people talk enough about it. Anyone thinks NES basketball games, they go to your goddamn favorite. <laughs> yeah, which... That, don't get me wrong, that might be a good game, but it doesn't even touch our tribals. Yeah, I had more fun with our tribals. Yeah, so that would be one of them, I think. Uh, I'll do Vander Holyfield Boxing on the Genesis. It's a solid boxing game. Uh, great graphics, early title. Um, nice little training system inside it like a lot of boxing games have. It's just solid overall. Yeah. Hmm. And then what would be another underrated? See, most of the ones I'm thinking of are ones that are too popular. Uh, if you want to consider it, I know we might not consider it as full sports, but one that I don't think gets enough credit is uh, Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> okay. It's, I mean, it's a wrestling fighting game, if you want to say it's sports, with all the rappers. Yeah. The mechanics in it are actually pretty damn solid, and it's got a lot of funny... Just, the voice acting is funny. I, I don't know. That was one that surprised me. I played and I was like, wow, this is more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah. So that, to me, is an underrated one. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. And like I said, a lot of ones we talked about, like the two 6th Gen Rocky games. No one talks about them, but they're yeah. great boxing games. Absolutely. I've mentioned Mario and Dreddy Racing before on the Genesis. Yeah. Very solid racer. Three different car types. Um the mutant people know about the mutant leagues, but they both that's, know and don't know about it, so yeah, it's in that I gray mean, area. That's where my mind went to first. When I'm like, ah, shit. I feel like enough people know about that, but yeah, no. There's a ton of great. There's a ton of great what I would call non-licensed sports titles. Yeah, but I feel like enough people know about the better ones that it's like you know NFL Blitz and this and that and. NBA Jam, Tech Mobile, like those are all ones people know very well. So right, can't really call those underrated. But yeah, just off the top of our heads, those are ones that I think come to us. Yeah. All right. So next one from Habiki again. Uh, will the Bubsy remake redeem him? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. When we saw this topic, I said to Jim, I was like, Bubsy, who the hell is that? And then it. I recalled it was that supremely shitty game that's usually panned as one of the worst. So, sorry, the wife texted. It was the wife. Got him on a ball and chain. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> but no, uh, I honestly didn't even know they were remaking that, that game or series. Did you see anything of it? Nothing really I've heard about it. Yeah. I'm not even sure if it's a remake or a sequel or what, but I think it's a remake. Some things are better left just dead, and this is one of them. Yeah, I had the first one for the Genesis, and it's it's okay. It's not as bad as people say, but you know what? Anything can be redeemed. The Wait. question is, can he be redeemed? He can be redeemed, if it's a good game. Wait, Jim, you mean people over-exaggerate the worst games ever? No, 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 <laughs> no. Everything online that you read is both correct and reasonable. So Shaq Fu's the worst fighting game ever? Yes, because people say so. Yeah. <laughs> no games are worse yeah alright uh, next one another one from Hibiki Star Wars Dark Forces Memories I friggin love this game and my memory goes back to not only getting the game but my dad buying me one of the old school uh, joysticks for the computer and I used that for that game which was actually perfect huh um, it was, and I'll never forget, I wish I could find it So, now. like a flight stick? Yeah, kind of like that. And I remember it had the three suction things you I could put on the desk, and then, like, I was, you could move with them and actually shoot. So, it was perfect for that game and got me hooked on that game. Um, I remember the game being pretty goddamn hard, but I remember being drawn to it because I was like, oh, it's kind of like Wolfenstein or Doom in Star Wars universe. Right. Um... The sounds were great. Everything I loved about that game. So my memories just go more to the fact that I used... That was probably one of the few games I did use the joystick or flight stick, whatever you want to call it, um, and just loving it. I still have it. I haven't uploaded it to any of my newer PCs, but it's one that uh, eventually if we get around to doing Star Wars games, it'll definitely be on the list because 
it was one of my first experiences. Come to think of it, it was my first experience with a Star Wars game, video game. That was my first one. Yeah, it was definitely one of my earlier Star Wars video games, and it's one I never owned or really played that much as a kid, but I remember going over to my buddy's place, and he had it for the PlayStation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, look at this game. It's Doom in Star Wars land. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, there's a there's a hut, and there's dark troopers. What are these things? Yeah. So the game really did blow me away, like, graphically, sound-wise for the time. It's it's a great game. It's one I eventually found at Goodwill for, like, three bucks for the PlayStation. For so. PlayStation, okay. I was like, oh, shit, I'm definitely getting this. But, yeah, it's one of those all-timers. Again, it kind of got lost to time, but yeah, it's definitely one that should be at least put in a collection or re-released. It's a great game. And if you've never played it you kind of and you like Doom, there's no reason to not play it. Yeah, that's one of those ones I think if we ever did an underrated Star Wars list, that would be on there. Yeah, I would say so. Of the Star Wars games that always make the top tens, like you have the Knights of the Old Republic, you have the Battlegrounds, Battlefront. Rogue Squadron. I mean... That's one that very rarely makes that cut, and I think it's it's underrated and underappreciated. Yeah, I would say so, especially but, in this day and age. But man, I, from what I can remember, it was a hard son of a bitch. Yeah, it was not easy. Yeah, so I don't know if I ever actually beat it. but I know I didn't. Thank you for that question, Hibiki, because now I think I'm definitely going to re-upload it and play through it. Cause... Yeah, thanks for the questions, bud. Uh, check them out on Twitter and YouTube, Hibiki yeah. TMD. And let's help them unload. Okay, hunt. And then finally, the last one, our favorite gaming franchise from the Prodigal one. Um, Jim, you can go first. Uh, yeah. I guess if I had to say a franchise that will always be like one of my favorites, it'll probably be Streets of Rage. Yeah. I mean, we've we've reviewed all the games. We talked about it. It's one of the best beat 'em ups of all time, series wise. They're all solid games. Yeah. You can't go wrong. I wish there were new versions, but it's never going to happen, probably. Yeah, for me, obvious, Resident Evil, uh, aside from the real missteps of 5 and 6, which even those ones, I, I I think they were bad, but I liked them enough. You had Code Veronica, and now the remake with set. well, I call it the remake with 7, and the re-releases, uh, just uh, my favorite horror franchise, and just my favorite gaming franchise, period. Yeah. All right, Jim, so what do you think of... Uh, this year's, I don't know if you can compare it or remember it to 2014. Um, I can't. It's a lot of what I remember. I remember the tart. I think the 2014 was a little more on the cherry side, where this seems a little more sour. But they both definitely had a bite. It's very drinkable. Um, it remains one of my favorite beers. This iteration is very good. So yeah. I would definitely recommend it any of the years if you can get your hand on it. Yeah, definitely a little more sour, a little more tart. But like Jim just said, it for such a high alcohol content and so like bitter it's actually really good so so yeah i mean this is one that i would definitely recommend like jim said though it can be really expensive so if you can find it on a clearance track yeah give it a try and like i said the more recent ones are around the 20 dollar mark so maybe a wegmans is a bigger chain they can get away with doing it cheaper but 20 to 30 bucks you're not going to go wrong yeah so as always, guys, thank you for sending us the questions. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. If you downloaded us on iTunes, uh, can you believe it, Jim? We're already number one on iTunes. Holy shit. That's if you remove the first 200 people in front of us. Right. If you remove everyone else in front of us, then we're number one. Exactly. It's, it's amazing. We've only been on for a week. God, it feels good. <laughs> no, but, you know, check out our website. Check, out, check us out on iTunes. And as always, guys... Cheers. Cheers.